Welcome to Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, the executive strategist. And really, our mission here is to educate business owners, professionals, the community at large. Our next guest describes himself as being very thoughtful, contemplative, creative. He's founder of Do Good Work, a digital growth consulting practice that helps bootstrapped digital businesses achieve profitable growth. He brings extensive experience as a digital growth operator and strategist and has helped businesses and agencies double five times their size. Please welcome Raul Hernandez Ochoa. Thanks for having me, Simone. Great. Thank you. You know, I shared a little bit about your background with the audience, and I'd love for you to kind of share how you came to be, because I saw J.P. Morgan Chase as part of your background in banking. And so it just really intrigued me. And so I I thought it'd be nice to kind of hear your journey. No, absolutely. So I was in banking for the beginning of my career, actually, that I worked through college and I was actually trying to start a software company and process. You're supposed to interview the market and see what are their actual needs? What are their issues? that they're going through. And in that process, we identified that the market actually needed more solutions and support in marketing to be able to get more opportunities for sales, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, uh, this was during the time where everyone was using Skype. So I'm not sure if you remember the word the party was over at Skype. And absolutely, um, I partnered with a a friend from a community that I never met in person. So this was our first uh, remote bootstrap company. He was in New York. I was in San Diego and we started a company to start serving the market with marketing services. And that actually pulled me out of the day-to-day in the banking world, went fed first into the entrepreneurial world. And that's when I really learned how to manage real stress and to manage real clients and to have my name on the line. We served actually a handful, does more than a dozen clients. And at the end of the day, we realized we were growing a company that we were both not uh, we're not in it within like our hearts. It was something that I love being a practitioner and going in and doing. We were actually building like an, a, a model where we'd have to manage others. I think that was great at the time, but we decided to part ways as friends. And I started working in other digital marketing agencies online. So this was a new skill that I've developed in that field. There is a lot of opportunity for leadership. And I was helping companies through uh, acquisitions, mergers, all these different changes. And uh, long story short, for one of those companies, we helped them almost triple in less than a year. And a mentor at the time told me, you should write that down. You should write down the experience, the journey. Like, what did you do? Like the frameworks. I'm like, why should I write this down? Well, fast forward there, I wrote the first book and it's more principle-based than anything about what are the principles that help companies grow online digitally. And I started doing consulting, helping clients grow. And one of my favorite stories is one of my, um, he's a good friend to this day, but we were helping him make a his first million in his company. He uh, used to sleep under his desk because of he was just bootstrapped making things work. And now he's having very successful months. He has a growing team. He's, uh, uh, it's phenomenal to see people's growth that way. And I think that's uh, one of the beauties of uh, why I love what I do. Nice. Very nice. Yes. And I know you have the growth plan book as well as productive profits, as well as some other things too, to help businesses utilize your knowledge with or without you. But I want to back up a bit too, because you mentioned when I was reading some of your background in terms of how you fell into marketing and understanding what marketing was or was not a big oh, yeah. marketer. So I, I was like, you know, very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? And so, and really utilizing how you leverage it today. So with marketing, it, I think we need to identify that it's creating new sales opportunities and it's, it's 
nothing more, nothing short of that. Uh, but it's intertwined in the entire client or customer journey. Marketing just isn't at the beginning and it doesn't end. I think it's an ongoing process. To leverage it today, I think it's just identifying in the entire length of your customer journey from the marketing to the sales, to the fulfillment, which is the fulfillment of the promises that you make in your marketing and sales, identifying different opportunities. And it's just uh, helping clients see their needs. Absolutely. And from so there, meeting those needs. Absolutely. And it's a strategy because most folks think it's something tactical that you have to sort of do once and then I've done it and I don't have to do anything else for a while, but it's really understanding the nurturing part of, that really takes place as part of the mm-hmm. business process. So when you think about it, because I know you have to scale your impact and you have a model around clarity, syncing, and evergreen. And I'm curious too, in terms of, as you're utilizing that model, what are some of the challenges or problems that you see with your clients that you are working with or, or even prospects that you are talking to? Well, specifically with clients, I think we're all needing more clarity and certainty. The interesting piece about marketing is you're right, the tactics still change depending on what the technology, the trends, social media, et cetera. The principles are what I care about the most. And one of the core principles that I think we overlook is that we need to hone in on the inner desires of our market and position our products and offerings to meet those desires. For example, for my, for my audience or for my, for my clients, they desire certainty and confidence that something is going to work. And most of that is because they don't have lack of clarity. They're stuck and they want to get unstuck. So we need to focus first on the clarity piece to identify what is the roadmap that we're designing towards what does that end goal look like? What does growth actually mean? Because growth can mean different things for different people. Some people want revenue growth. Others want team growth. Others want profit margin growth. Others want growth where they can scale themselves out of the day-to-day, hand the business over to someone else, sell the business, give it to the next generation, et cetera. So we need to define what is the end goal. And then from there, design backwards. And the end goal dictates the strategies, not the other way around. One of my clients, they're a national nonprofit and they have very ambitious, very ambitious goals in the short term. And we were looking at their actual marketing mix. Like these marketing activities are good. They're not going to get to your goal in the time frame because it's such an enormous goal. So we're continuing the marketing, but we're also adding different strategies to reach those growth goals so that they can hit their number, they can hit what they're wanting to achieve in the time frame. And that dictates the strategy versus here's all the things that I'm good at, or if you come to a company saying, here are the five things that I can do, let me force you to do these things because that's all I know how to do versus what's the best for you? What are you actually looking to do? Got it. Got it. Yeah. I love that. The Stephen Govey model where you start with the end in mind and back it up. But I also like that too, because some of the things that we do is chunk down those goals. So, that's, so it more becomes digestible, bite size. We can attain and then we can start building upon and it gets momentum and get them really excited about their, their business, even in a different way. So I, I love it. As you think about your, the things that you love doing, your passions about it, I know do good work is one of them, but what mm-hmm. else are other passions that we don't know about that you can share with us? Frankly, I love exercising at the home gym. It's just a fun passion of mine, taking my son out and uh, taking him to the beach. I think those are the key things that I love around family. I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like, I live a very simple, simple <laughs> life. <laughs> I love working very hard. I love focusing and helping the entrepreneur, the bootstrapped entrepreneur who takes the risks, uh, who where we might be wild and crazy to the world, but we get each other. I think I'd love that. Those are the set passions that I really care about and learning. I, I study a lot and I read a lot over the weekends and in the evenings. 
Nice. Very nice. And so as you think about, and thanks for sharing um, those um, ideas as well, because I think that working out is definitely about health, right? And, um, and building oh, yeah. up your, because you, if you're not healthy, you can't serve. And so oh, yeah. I, I love the idea that you're serving. As you look at your client base, tell us a little bit in terms, do you have a case study that you can share with us? You can redact names, but just kind of share in terms of the work that you've done and your, the processes that you've kind of um, helped to them reach around their challenges. Yeah, this is actually a recent win that we've had. The client came to me and they were looking to triple. They were doing about small team, lean team, almost seven to eight people. They were doing about three million. They want to triple uh, to hit eight figures within the next, I don't know, 18 months. The key thing, though, the, the lack of clarity was what is the next offer that we help our people with? Because, you know, anytime you solve a problem in the business world, there's a new problem that arises. And that gap and opportunity, either you're going to solve that Someone else is going to solve that or it's going to be unmet. And the cool, he was in a, in a really good position with the team in a really good position in the market is he has a lot of opportunity, but with a lot of opportunity, there's a, a lot of opportunity. What do we actually do? And we design looking backwards, like what is the next, not just the next offer, but how do we create continuity in the business, more recurring revenue? How do we meet uh, clients or members where they're at in creating new offerings, maybe gatherings, live events, quarterly events? And how do we combine the actual value that the business delivers? I like to think about business offerings and um, services as value vehicles, how you deliver value. And it's important to distinction, to call that out first, as opposed to calling it a feature or benefit, mm. identifying what am I actually giving to the marketplace as a value. And then you want to compartmentalize those because what we can do is we can combine those and dissect those into who is our actual ideal audience? And how do we plot these value vehicles based on around their beliefs, who they are, where they want to go, and what they perceive as more valuable? Not what we perceive as valuable, but what they perceive. And we took, we took all their communications, community communications, education, trainings, software, and we started plotting these things out and what new packages, what new offers can we create from that? Now, that's the first step in plotting in, a, in alignment to the client, to the end goal. But then we also need the business front. How are we actually going to reach the revenue goals? So we have to align that back to the business model. And it's a simple like back of the napkin business model. Like if these are how many members you're, you're serving at this moment, if all things were true, here's the types of sales that we would need in order to achieve the next continuity program. If those things are true, here are the type of team members and scale operations that you need in order to sustain that level of growth. And here's the type of team members that you'll need if you're going to offer events or quarterly events. And it's just creating clarity. It's very simple. I don't pretend to be smarter than I am, but it's just identifying what are the key next actions and backing it with math, market trends, using some data from Fred, like Fred data, some uh, market industry economic data. But then also tying it back to practical, what do you actually need to grow based on experience as well in alignment to where you want to go as a business owner? Because he in particular did not want to be overly involved in the operations in the day to day and make himself a bottleneck. And that becomes an issue, especially if you're trying to grow. Yeah, got it. Um, you mentioned a couple of really interesting things, and I love the idea of data. I'm very data driven in terms of making decisions, and it takes a lot for some clients to really wrap themselves around the data because some things that they're just like, oh, someone else will do it, or it doesn't exist, or, you know, mm -hmm. I'll just 
put my finger in the in the air and, and hope hope for something. And so, <laughs> so for me, data is really intrinsic to that growth. But you also said too, in terms of how do I sync that and marry that with their aspirations? What do they value? where they want to go, right? And kind of road mapping that and aligning it back to that, those key points and milestones, if you will, to help drive and make those clear decisions. When you think about from the perspective of your learnings, given your journey to where you are, what would you say in terms of something that would, was something that really, your aha moment in this journey? Of oh, the biggest aha moment was that I can figure anything out. <laughs> when I learned that, <laughs> when I stopped like depending on like, so you, when you're learning, you're always learning from someone else and you think, oh, they know the answers. And then one time I got like slapped in the face, like, oh, just Google it. I'm like, wait, why, what? why is that answer so simple? I can just figure everything out on my own. Absolutely. And every answer that you want is at your disposal. It That's is. the coolest thing ever. And when I learned that everything changed. You're so right. Because it's just a matter of time and perception of the time that you have, right? In terms of, oh, I don't have the time to do it. As you're thinking about your clients and what would you, knowledge would you impart onto the, on the audience today? Oh, that you can design your growth. The beauty of being an entrepreneur, the being, the be, being either a solopreneur, a small team, a bootstrap owner, even if you're funded, you can design the growth that you want. You can design for profitability. You can sign your stress. You can design whatever the experience you want. But my goal is for you to enjoy the experience. Mm. Too many times we focus on the end goal and let's go, go, go. Reach that end goal at all costs, including your health, your family, uh, your business, your relationships. You can actually design the journey because your journey determines the destination, not the other way around. The journey equals the destination. And you can design for that and you can do that. Um, with practical like strategies, but the goal is what is the end goal? How am I designing backwards to reach that goal? And how do I ensure that your success, not just in the business world, but also with your health, your relationships, those around you, your community and your impact. Mm, love it. Your unique journey in design. Um, how do folks uh, reach out to you? The website dogoodwork.io forward slash YBG for your business greatness. Love it. Thank you so much, Raul, for spending time and sharing your journey, the work that you're doing with your clients. It's been a pleasure. This is fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, and love to see you next time.